Hey, what's going up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Infinity Box for Watch. I am your Infinity Boy, Anthony, alongside your boxman, Banana Man, Brian. I'm talking fast. Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm doing well. Welcome to the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special slash and or series, not series, season finale. I wish it was series. <laughs> finale. Uh, season was finale uh, of season one, episode and we will talk about all that in a very quick minute. But first, we have one little trinket of news in the news to discuss. Um, I don't even know how long you could even discuss this news. But Blade has a director again, Brian, and his name is Yan Demanja. Cool. You know this guy? Um, not really. I looked up some of his stuff. Yeah, right here. He uh, directed a crime drama with Matthew McConaughey called White Boy Rick. Yeah, I'd never heard of that one. No, you'd think I would know that's... And uh, he's he's mainly known for Love Lovecraft Country, which uh, is a very good show on HBO that I have in my queue on HBO Max for three years, two years. Um, I will eventually get to it, I, I promise. Um, they say that show is good, and uh, he's apparently going to direct and executive produce the show Scanners for HBO and a film Dami. Um, so like, for such a big movie, I mean, it's an MCU movie, he doesn't really have much of a... No, they're taking a shot on a guy who's done maybe one movie with a star, uh, Lovecraft, not Lovecraft, uh, White Boy Rick, and Lovecraft Country's got Yaya in it, uh, so we love him. But, uh, yeah. Um, this is his great. first huge fucking gig. Um... They say it's going I mean, dark, this... very dark. I was like, what are you expecting? It's Blade? Um, yeah, it's not a... Yeah. Blade's not going to be singing. No, this is not the musical. Um, but yeah, uh, at least we have a director again, and uh, things should be back on track. There wouldn't, hopefully shouldn't be another delay to this movie. Um, yeah. So that's good. That's really what I was like. Just get a director so uh, it doesn't get delayed again. Yeah, I wouldn't have been shocked if they did that. You know, new director, so in order for him to become familiar with it, it's going to come out in 2026. Well, yeah, that's all I got, Brian. I don't know much about this. I'm just happy that uh, things should be back on track to start. I believe they'll yeah. start filming sometime next year. That was the plan. Plan to start filming <laughs> I mean, right now. Um, so. There's not much of a background, and there wasn't much else in the news, so no. that's pretty much it. Yeah. Uh, I want to say I'm sorry to everyone when I called this the winter of news. I was like, oh, it's going to be huge news winter. It has not turned into that at all, and I apologize. Um, uh, like one or two big weeks, and then quiet otherwise. Yeah. Uh, but we'll see. Uh, it's the holidays, and I think it's going to get real, real slow. So. Oh, sorry. Um, so... With that said, uh, Brian, what do you want to do first? You want to do Andor or you want to do The Guardians of the Galaxy? Let's get Andor out of the way. All right, the season finale of season one of Andor. It is finally here after nine weeks because the first, I think, right? The first week had three episodes. So, long time. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, um, that was quick math on my part. Um, I think it was ten. I think yeah, it was ten weeks. Ten weeks. Um, so, after uh, ten weeks of uh, this show... We are finally at the end. Uh, we're going to have another 12. Uh, I don't know when. Uh, probably, I would I think, assume 2024. I think it's 2024. Yeah, I would assume 2024. Um, so, 
we'll see about that. But uh, let's talk about this finale. Let's talk about this season. There was at least more to this. Yes. There was some cool stuff in this finale. Yeah. Um, I didn't hate it. But, I didn't think it was a masterpiece, but I didn't hate it. I was like, oh, this episode didn't suck like most of them. Yeah. Um, yeah, let's, let's jump right in. Um, basically, there's a bunch of people on, on Ferrix, and news is spreading about Marva's funeral, and everyone's interested if uh, Cassie Nandor is going to be coming back here. Different people for different reasons. Um, Miro, Deidre Miro is like, all right, awesome. Let's go to Ferrix undercover. We can, you know, catch. They're looking for, um, they're looking for various people. Andor, they're looking for Luthen. Uh, so she's there undercover. Um, you got Brasso, who's already on Ferrix, and he and uh, Zanwan are like, hmm, should Andor come back here? Probably not, because he got out of here. Um, but I think they know him better than that. Um, and we also get a couple images of Wilman Puck and uh, his father, Salman Puck. He was killed in that episode where uh, they have that device that Andor was trying to sell. Um, so... This guy's just angry at the Empire for having interfered there and having his father killed. Yep. Uh, I don't think it was super clear who this kid was. Like, I I had to look it up, to be honest. Yeah. Um, I just don't like him. For me, he looks familiar, and I'm like, yeah, that guy. Uh, I know him. Yeah, I don't think they, like, established those two characters enough no. for us to really care. Um... Whatever, we see him building something. Um, we see Mon Mothma and her husband talking about it, and they're also just kind of bitching at each other. And she's talking about the money that's... You know, still, she's always fucking talking about money. Uh, the money that they need. And this episode is a lot of just everyone kind of combining their stories together. Yep. Everything, uh, yeah. Bill, it, was, it was nice and, that everything did come to a head in the same place. Yeah, I like I, them all connected. Because I was kind of like, where the fuck is all this going? I had no idea. Yeah, I think I do think it still took the longest route to get here that they could have taken. But uh, we also got Vel and Sinta. They're discussing like the undercover ISB agents that are going to Ferrix. Um, Andor shows up, and he finds out that Bix is still being held captive. And... Um, Deidre Miro is here, and she's kind of like with her agents discussing the funeral plans uh, for the next day. So everyone's kind of here, and oh, what's their face show up also? Yeah. Stupid Cyril. And uh, shockingly, not his mother. Yeah. Uh, Linus, the other dude, the guy that I liked, his second in command. Yes. They, they show up. And um, Luthen shows up also, driving in from the outskirts of the city. Uh, so uh, pretty much everyone's here for this funeral slash for Andor. Um, we do see back at the ISB that uh, Mon Mothma's driver overheard her talking about money and relays this information back. So some people are aware that she's up to no good. Yes, that was 
That was funny. At one point, Harper goes, he can't even hear us. And he's just yeah. like, oh, oh, he can hear you. He's listening. Yep. Um, so that'll play out in season two, I guess. I'm sure that'll be some riveting shit. Um, so Andor and Brasso meet up. Everyone just kind of meets up and talks about this funeral that's happening. And Luthen is here because he plans to kill Andor. That plot is still happening, which I completely forgot about. Um, Andor knows who he is. Vel and Cinta, he kind of told them to kill him, even though they don't really want to. And the ISB being here is good for him because it can look like they did it. There's going to be mass confusion, a lot of people. So this is all working out for Luthen to kill Andor. They establish everyone. Funeral procession starts. Kind of dark and dreary. It is a funeral. Uh, everyone's kind of on edge. The and flute music was, was something else. It was pretty good. Yeah. I liked it. Um, they go through the city. Everyone's just kind of looking at, at who's where. Um, the guy from episode one, who Andor owed money to, way back when, uh, kind of gives him up. Yes. Like when he's kind of skulking around hiding. And the, um, so there's like a, a mini chase scene now. Like Andor's trying to get away from people who are looking for him because he's aware that they're all here. And the whole uh, funeral procession starts chanting stone and sky. It's like a Ferrex thing. Yeah. Then you get this weird droid B2 emo projection message from Marva. Yep. Really long. When did she film this? I, I don't know. And she seemed to be in good spirits, not yeah. like a dying woman. Yeah. Um, so, really long was my takeaway from the speech. Long story short, she's like, fuck the Empire, fight back against them. Yeah. Which, um, yeah, of course. It took them way too long to realize this was her message, and they tried to cover the projection. The one she, guy's like, wait, you're talking about us. Yep. Um, so, my boy. And the guy that tries to cover the projector like misses. He only covers half of it. Yeah, and then he's like, "Fuck, I gotta keep this droid now." And I'm like, "Fuck off!" Like, there's a tiny droid. Yeah, I was like, "Fuck off, my droid." Yep, flips over B2 emo. Um, but not before the message got out. She tells him all to fight back. Everyone does, and um, we get just a huge fight scene in yeah. the crowd. Uh, the the coolest part from this, I thought, or like, eh, not coolest, but it kind of shows you how fucked up the Empire is, is when Andor finds Bix, and he's, he wants to save her, and she's just, like, so messed up from the torture that yeah. she doesn't even want to go with him. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's sad. I like Bix, yeah. even though she's barely in it. Yeah. Uh, he, he does convince her. They start to escape. Um, mass confusion, a lot of fighting. Um, until eventually Wilman Pock, the kid building that thing earlier in the episode, sets off a ton of bombs all throughout the city. I don't know how long he was working on yeah, this. Yeah, he fucking bombed the entire shit out of there. He was like, oh, sweet, a funeral's happening? Perfect time for me to use all these bombs. Yeah. Um, so they they use all these bombs to, uh, to basically flee, Andor gets Bix out of there um, to this 
plane that uh, that a couple others had set up to get them out of there. Yeah, yeah. B two Emo's there, Pegla's there, Wilman Pock, Little Bomb Boy's there, Brasso's there. Um, Cyril at one point saved Miro, so they're going to be friends now, probably. Yeah. Uh, my boy Zanwin died during they were the fighting. Kiss. They were. She was like, "I should thank you." Yeah, there's. I, I don't like, know. There's such an uncomfortable little I know, duo. And I was like, "Kiss, and then, <laughs> kiss." Um, on the plane, they do a little bit of a goodbye. Pegla and Andor decide to stay here, but Andor's like, I'm going to find you guys, so that'll be season two. Yep. And that's it. They pretty much get out of there. Um, Mon Mothma and her daughter sets up her daughter with that guy's son, even though like, she For a second, I was like, they're really going to end this season on Mon Mothma. Imagine. I was like, what? I, I don't care about that storyline at all. And, like, to me, just the way she was shocked at the idea of it, and then all of a sudden she was like, yeah, all right, let's do it. They didn't even, like, have a scene describing why she was okay with it. They were like, oh, my daughter thinks I'm a bitch, and she wants to do it. She's really into this, like, culture. And I was like, fucking grow some balls, lady. It's stupid. It's so, like, forced. Like, oh, she just picked up... Because how many fucking cultures are there in Star Wars? Like, oh, she just picked up that one, huh? Yeah. Um, so I don't care about that. Uh, Luthen, back on Ferex, goes to his ship. Andor is waiting there for him. Uh, he knows Luthen wants him dead. I don't know why he didn't just kill Luthen, honestly. Yeah. He ends it saying, kill me or take me in. Like, but why would he want to get taken in? I mean, he didn't kill him. So. Does he respect Luthen? I don't know. I think he's like, yeah, I stole some of your money. Well, no, he didn't steal the money. He just, like, was rogue, right? Because, like, he only took what was yeah. owed to him. So I think he was only worried that Andor's out there knowing who he is and stuff like that. Like, he's not part yeah, of the Yeah, but, like, her. we've seen Andor several times kill people without caring too much yeah. about it so I don't understand the kill me or take me in especially after episodes of him being stuck in a prison yeah like really you want to be taken in really you want to go again I don't I didn't get that ending maybe he knows how to get out so he just <laughs> uh, I don't know yeah. I didn't think it was bad to me and then post credits we see that in the prison that whole time they were building the Death Star right yep that's kind of fun. That was cool. Yeah, I like that. I didn't like the ending. I didn't like most of the show. That's my review of Andor. Yeah. Hopefully season two will be much better uh, and more fluid for me, at least. I mean, it's going to be Mon with money, and I'm guessing her daughter and soon-to-be son-in-law are going to be a storyline. Yes. Um, because, like, that. That guy's father is like a wealthy thug, is how they described him. So that could be a whole thing. Yeah. And I don't know if we still care about Andor's sister. Yeah, she didn't show up. Yeah, not at the funeral. Yeah. So that that was my guess. Yeah. Maybe the end of uh, season two. If she's not in season two at all, what a waste of fucking time. It started the whole thing. None of this would have yeah. happened without him looking for her. 
I guess season probably sprinkled throughout season two will meet the other some of the other Rogue One characters yeah. like K two S O. They said he's gonna be in it, so that's good. Yeah. But other than that, I don't know. People are applauding this as like the greatest thing that's ever hit a television. Yeah, people really fucking game. like it. They like like the espionage and the politics and stuff like that. So I think it's just the Star Wars freaks. Yeah, I mean, could be, but. I don't know, I feel like people just, like, like it because it's different, which is fine. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I did not like it because it was different either, so. I, th- I think Andor himself, there were a few great characters in a disjointed and mostly slow plot. Yeah. Oh, 12 episodes, bro. So slow. It was too long. I told Steph that we were doing an Andor podcast today. She was that show still on? Yeah, it's crazy. And it's even three in one week, and it's been months. Yeah. <laughs> they had an idea for, like, four, was it four, eight, like, more like three, three-episode plots, where it'd be like, oh, three episodes of this, and then there was three episodes of this, and there was three episodes of this, and then they ran out of three, so it was, like, two episodes of that. Yeah, it, it didn't really work for me. No. We'll see. I believe there, the rumors are it's going to be the same formula next year, where it's going to be, like, Four block episodes of this storyline, and then four block episodes of that storyline, and then four block episodes of that storyline. Yeah. I get trying that out, but I don't think it works. No, hopefully they get some better plot lines in season two. Yeah. Because remember, what was it? We were waiting. How long ago does the fucking heist feel like, bro? Oh my god, months. Dude, there was a prison break and a funeral fucking massacre in between them. Yeah, and like, and it's not even like we need action for it to be entertaining. Like, yeah, the prison heist is great, and the uh, the heist is great, and the prison escape was great, but like the funeral fight was mostly stupid. Like, nothing really happened in it. It's just like, it doesn't feel like a lot of the stuff is leading to anything. Nope. Well, it's all leading to Rogue One, which we'll watch after season two, and it'll be great. Yeah. But until then, we'll shift to a very nice, very heartwarming um, Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special. A second special presentation of Phase 4, right? The real end of Phase 4. I mean, this was great. Yeah, so cute. Um, you want to give you a little intro? We know who everyone is. Yeah, I mean, it's the Guardians of the Galaxy. It's Chris Pratt as uh, Star-Lord. It's Vin Diesel as Groot. It's Bradley Cooper as Rocket. It's Palm as Mantis. Dave Batista as Drax. Uh, Sean Gunn as Kraglin. Kevin Bacon as Kevin Bacon. And uh, I think that was it. Cosmo. Oh, the girl from Borat is Cosmo. What's her name? I'll look that up. Hold on. I will say... Um... I loved there being not much Star-Lord in it. Yeah. I mean, this was the Draxon Mantis show. Oh, Karen Gillan was Nebula. Uh, uh, yeah. Michael Rooker's voice as Yondu. Uh, Maria Bakalova. Uh, Cosmo. It's Cosmo. So. Um, cool. That's about it. Yeah, it's the main, just the main cast and, uh, you know, Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. They did a nice little Marvel Christmas opening. I liked it. I liked it too. It was a lot. Um, 
Oh, and by the way, uh, the voice of his wife was his actual wife. Okay, that's fun. Um, little Christmas opening, a little animated background backstory as to kind of Yondu just being a dick, sort of a Grinch about uh, Christmas. It's like he does. Or did. Yeah, how he ruined it for a young Quill. Um, and it and then shows us what the Guardians are up to. Uh, so they they purchased nowhere. Yeah, that's uh, like probably. that's like the second like big kind of thing that happened to one of these like throwaway things. Like the Sokovia Accords have been banished in She Hulk, and that's like oh the Guardians own nowhere from the Collector. Yeah, it's pretty big. Yeah, I wonder what they uh, how to get for it. Pay for it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, they, they own this now, so that's cool. Um, Everyone's they, happy that they own it because the collector was an asshole. Yeah, he really was. And I guess, I guess Cosmo is part of them now, which, yeah. you know, Cosmo would be in, like, Secret Wars then if that'd, they have everyone in it. That'd be great. Uh, it seems like he's, like, Rocket's little buddy. Yeah. Um, so they're, they're showing us what everyone's up to, and, um... We first hear a banging Christmas song from the old 97s. Yes. Um, about their understanding of Christmas from Earth. And, and it's like, great because they go like, well, we got this from Groot, who said he got it from Rocket, who got it from Drax, who got it from Craglin, who got it from you. Yeah. And it, it starts off right, and then it derails a bit. Yeah. But it's a banger. Um it is a banger, and I like that uh, they they wanted to play the song because they just got these instruments, and they're working on the song. And at the end, Star Lord's like, "You just got these instruments." <laughs> yes, yes. Um. So, Drax and Mantis are, are watching, and we learn that uh, Mantis is a is Quill's half sister. Yeah, uh, Ego is her father too. And and she kept it a secret because you know they're not big fans of Ego after uh, Guardians Two. No. And she's like, listen, he's my half brother. He's you know everything with Gamora. He's been sad. I think we should get him a nice Christmas gift. What do you think we could get him? She talks to Drax. And Drax is like, there's this legendary hero from Earth. I think we should bring him this hero. That would really cheer him up. And we learned that it is Kevin Bacon. Yes. And uh, Mantis and Drax, probably the best duo in the Guardians, mm-hmm. decide to go get him. My favorite is when they're talking about getting Kevin Bacon. He's like, she ate like <clears throat> some nuts. And he's like, well, we could have given him Kuglops. What'd you ate them? She goes, no one cares except for you. Yeah. Was, he just uh, keeps mentioning the nuts. He keeps just mentioning the nuts. Like, well, we could have <laughs> given him flug nuts if you didn't eat them all. And uh, so the two of them go to Earth. Drax is the best. I'm going to be so sad when he dies in Guardians 3. Yeah, Drax, I think, is my favorite of all the Guardians. Uh, But Mantis is right up there. Yeah. I didn't like Groot's look in this. He was creepy looking. Yeah, he's like a teenage version, like like a buff teenager. Yeah, it was weird. Yeah. Uh, He's almost full. He's he's barely in it. He's almost full-size Groot, but... Yeah, he's getting there. Not quite there. 
Um, so Mantis and Drax get to Earth. She thinks she sees Captain America with all the superhero people that are dressed up as heroes for pictures. Yeah. Um, so they they pose for pictures for a little bit, which is funny. It's just a montage. Yeah, they make money. Make some money. They, they go to a club. Uh, they do some shots. Mantis dances a bit. And, um, yeah, they're, they're asking around, and they're having a fun time. And then at the end of the night, they're like, they're like drunk, we have no they're, idea. They're drunk on the curb. They're drunk on the curb. No idea where to find Kevin Bacon. Um, until this woman who sells, you know, one of those tours where you, like, you can see where all the stars live. She's like, I know where Kevin Bacon lives. And she's like, yeah, here, take this map. 40 bucks. And Mantis just uses her powers, which they used a lot more in this holiday special than yeah, they used in the past. She was like, she was gonna pay her, but she realized that all the money is in the bar. So, yeah, she put she tranced her. That's what they call it. So they get they get this map, um, and they start going you know, through this tour until they get all the way to Kevin Bacon's house. And we see Kevin Bacon just sitting there, chilling, watching some Christmas show. And they uh, they jumped and well, Drax throws her over the fence. She was like, "Well, what if you throw?" It? And he just immediately chucks her. Immediately, she's like, "I was asking you what if." <laughs> I thought you wanted me to do it, so I did it. You'll be and they... fine. Chuck you or don't chuck you. You have to. <laughs> <laughs> he does seem exhausting to be around. Yes. Um. So they ring the bell. Kevin Bacon's not into it. He's like, go away, I don't know you. I'm going to call the cops if you don't go away, because they just keep ringing the bell repeatedly. Um, so he, he does call the cops, but they just burst in. And Mantis is terrifying when she's running along the walls. Yes. I'd be scared shitless, too. Um, a little chase scene, Mantis and Jax. Mantis got a candy cane from outside, and Jax got a little a funny little man. A little yes, elf little that elf. he likes. Yes. And um, they're just they're chasing Kevin Bacon. He basically gets outside. The cops show up, and Mantis uses her powers to get the cops to back down. While Drax flips a cop yeah. car at one point, she's like, "You can't just kill people." Uh, but they're okay, so no worries. Uh, she is. She has a candy cane, but Jax is head because he lost his funny little man. Yeah. Uh, so they they get Kevin Bacon. Now the little cops are taken care of. They raid a Christmas shop. They take everything from this Christmas shop, throw it into their ship uh, before heading home. And on the way home, they learn that uh, all those stories they heard about Kevin Bacon, like Footloose and all his other movies, that he is just an actor. And they were appalled because actors are shitty people. Yep. They were like, <laughs> like throwing you're just up horrible in their They're like, oh my god, he's an actor. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and they just rip him apart. He's like, actors aren't bad. Come on. Um so they they get home, they bring him anyway, they know that they know that uh, Quill loves him. And they set up Christmas wonderfully back on nowhere. Oh man, yeah. I want us to spend Christmas there. Heck yeah. Got some nice like Christmas music in the background. Um, they get Peter. And everyone's on board. Everyone comes out. They love how it looks. Lights, trees, presents. And then they start to wheel around a big human-shaped box. 
right in front of Quill, and he's like, "Oh, you got you got me a present." And Kevin Bacon pops out of the present, and Quill is horrified. He's like, "Oh my god!" And he immediately knows that he's like in the trance. Yeah, and he's like, take him out of the trance. He's like, take him out of the trance. What the hell did you do? So the second man just removes the trance from Bacon, which is what you used to get him to, to go to go with them in the first place. Uh, Kevin Bacon is also now just as horrified as Quill is that he's here. So he, he freaks out. They calm him down. Quill demands that they bring him home. And um, as they bring Kevin Bacon back to the ship, Cracklin's explaining to him like basically what happened. You know, they're trying to get Quill a, a nice gift because he lost Gamora. And uh, Bacon calms down. And he's like, you know what? All right. I uh, I get it. I forgive you guys. Um, he learns that he was like an inspiration, so he decides to to sing them off for the Christmas song as others exchange some gifts that they got each other for Christmas. We get a, a second song from the old 97s and Kevin Bacon. And uh, Rocket got the Winter Soldier's arm as a gift. Uh, yes. Jack's got another another what funny a little man. away line from Infinity War, and they yep. <coughs> Bucky's arm. Yep, they brought it all the way back. They it back. <coughs> I need a one shot uh, presentation yeah. about how she got it. Yeah, I hope we find out at some point. Maybe he got an upgrade or something. Yeah. Um, we learned that from the scene in the beginning, Yondu did actually give Quill gifts when they were little. He got him his blasters. Yes, uh, Mantis is talking to him, and she's like, "Well, we all, Cracklin doesn't really know how that ended." Yeah, <laughs> this all could have been avoided. Yeah. Um, and she she also tells Peter that she's his half sister, and um, she thought that he was going to react badly to this because they all hate ego. But he tells her that that is the best gift that she could have given him. So they embrace. I'm very happy, and it is a Merry Christmas for all. What an amazing way to really make you love these characters that are probably going to have some amazing tragedies fall upon them next May. Yeah. Unfortunately. there's Oh, there's a post-credit when they decorate Groot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, like Drax we know is dying. They're like, they say like, oh yeah. I mean, Batista wants out of Marvel, so... Wonder why? Uh, he did. He's just like he didn't like how they did his boy James, and then James came back. But he was like, "I'm still kind of done." I'm sure he's yeah. going. To, I'm sure he's going to DC. Honestly, yeah. He loves, I mean, he loves James Gunn, like, and James Gunn always brings his people back. Like that's his thing. Like, like if you're his yeah. friend, he's gonna have you like, you know, in his stuff. And Batista, like, he's really funny as Drax, but he can be terrifying if they make him, like, the right villain or something in the DC. Mm -hmm. And, like, uh, whatchamacallit, uh, like, what is it, the the Mern from Peacemaker is in the Guardians movie as the Grand Visionary or whatever the fuck. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, like, he, uh, like, if he were, like, if James Gunn works with you and he really likes you, you'll be at his shit forever. So I feel like Batista definitely is... I should be friends with him. And they feel like Batista's definitely shifting over to DC. Uh, with with gun, honestly. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that was the other thing that people 
we're talking about. You know, James Gunn's comedy versus Taiki Waititi. Very different. Very, very different styles. Taika is like more in your face, like loud comedy, you know? Yeah, I think I think he's more silly. Yeah. Um, I prefer Gunn. Funny, yes, we but... talk about Drax, who is just the silliest. <laughs> Love Drax. Yeah. Like especially they dropped it at the perfect time, like Black Friday, Thanksgiving weekend. Like everyone's ready yeah, for everyone's the holidays. Home. It's like a perfect it's like a perfect like get yourself in the mood for uh Christmas. Yeah, it's almost like, oh yeah, shit, I forgot we had another MCU thing this year. So yeah. I, I was excited when I saw that it was coming out. Yeah, it's a nice little drop there. So with that said, I think it's gonna do for us for the year, Brian. So, yeah, we'll probably be back early January to discuss. Uh, we'll probably just do like a this is what we'll be doing this year, maybe a kind of episode because hopefully, yeah. the hopefully the release dates for what if Mandalorian and Secret Invasion will be out by then. Um, we should have a lot by then. You would like the dates for that stuff. Um, and then uh, you have Ant Man in February, you have Shazam in March, you have Guardians in May. You have, I believe, uh, for DC, you got Bleedle in Ju- No, you got Flash in June. You got Bleedle in August. You got uh, Marvels in July. Um, and then you got Aquaman in December. So DC stuff. And then there's a lot of other shows coming out, like Echo and all that stuff. Uh, yeah. For Marvel, but that's uh, that'll be back half of the year. We don't really have that in my brain right now. But uh, <laughs> low key, uh, it's gonna be a pretty big year, Brian. I hope you're ready for it. I am ready as well. End the year on a high though with this Guardians one. Yes, it's pretty, pretty good, pretty great. Um, make sure you go out there. You listen to all seventy fives on Spotify. And while you're on Spotify, don't listen to this podcast, but Go to another podcast app and look us up. And we'll be at yeah. on Twitter at Affinity Bucks RW. Uh, all the podcast apps: uh, Stitcher, TuneIn, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, all the all all those bad boys. Um, so check that out. Um, check out my wrestling podcast again. I'm not on it this week, but still support those boys. Uh, they're over there at TIR Wrestling on all the same podcast apps plus Spotify. And uh, that's going to do it. Hope you guys have a great holiday season. Whatever you celebrate, have a great time. We'll see you guys after the new year. And, uh, yeah, we love you. Bye-bye. Later.